Hello, welcome back to the podcast or welcome to the podcast if you are brand new. My name is Laura and I am your host. Now this week on the show, I have the most exciting guest to introduce you to. Now you might already be familiar with who she is and I will be completely honest, this was a manifestation in itself having her on the show this week. I am joined by the lovely Michaela J who is the Manifestation Queen. If you aren't familiar with Michaela and her work and her story, this episode is going to be so expansive for you. And after we finished recording, Michaela said to me, this was one of the best interviews I have done in so long. You should sell this episode as a masterclass. There is that much value jam-packed into it. And I was laughing and I couldn't agree anymore. However, I am delivering it to you for free, of course, showing up to provide that value. And I know that when you listen to the whole of this episode, you are going to come away feeling so activated, so clear and feeling like anything is possible for you to create. One of the things that I really love about Michaela is she is so relatable, so down to earth and it's easy to understand her journey and it makes you see that it is absolutely possible to transform your life no matter where you are, no matter what's gone on in the past. Michaela has created incredible results. She has built a seven-figure online business she lived in Bali for a period of time. She's now married and lives over in Texas with her husband. She drives her dream car. She has a top ranked podcast. She is creating all of the things. She is so disciplined and I think I see a lot of myself in many ways when it comes to her vibe and her energy and her values and that's why I feel we were able to connect so well during this episode. We cover a lot of ground. We talk about Michaela's journey into manifestation and the shifts that began to happen in her life as a result. We talk about Michaela dropping out of college to then go on to build a seven-figure successful business. And there was actually a transition period where she was still in college and trying to make a decision about what she does, whether she makes the leap or whether she stays and completes her course and going through all of those limiting beliefs that were coming up at the time. And Michaela shares with us how she got to the point that she just made the decision and decided to fully go all in with her business. We talk about quantum leaping and how to keep our manifestations. So if big things happen, in a short space of time. Maybe it's something that we've been working for or towards for a significant period of time and then all of a sudden it it just happens. How are we able to sustain that without losing that? And Michaela shares so many amazing tips that I was going to take away and I am taking away from my own personal journey and experiences. We talk about why the universe might release something or someone from our life just before we're about to receive our manifestations. We then go into talking about creating a solid health and wellness routine and why that is important. We discuss building self-discipline and keeping on track. We talk about owning your vulnerabilities and building connections with other people. We then go on to talking about embodying and stepping into your it girl era, your it girl energy. 
We talk about how to deal with the doubt from other people when you are on a manifestation journey or a spiritual growth journey. We talk about subconscious reprogramming and how that has helped Michaela in creating the levels of success that she's achieved. We then discuss how we're able to attract abundance into our life and money mindset work, taking aligned action and asking the universe for signs. See, I told you this episode was going to be a juicy one and I wasn't lying. I also wanted to mention that during the month of August, I have one spot open for one-on-one coaching with me. And this is over a period of three or four months. They are the two options that I have. And one-on-one coaching is the closest proximity that you can get to working with a coach, which means all eyes are on you, focusing on the work that you want to shift through in order to transform or reprogram any limiting beliefs, feel more confident in yourself, let go of things that might be holding you back or weighing you down, and also begin to heal parts of the past to be able to create space for the new, connecting to your divine feminine energy and just beginning to live and create the life that you truly deserve. We know that transformation really does start from within and when we get into a space where we are held accountable with love, we are guided, we are supported, we are held and we are doing it from a place of desire instead of need or thinking that this is going to fix us. We come at it from a place of empowerment and that is always something I encourage my clients to focus on when they are considering making an investment, whether that is with me or with whoever they feel connected to. The energy that you do something in is going to be what you receive in return. If you feel that that spot has your name on it, you can apply today by going to the description of this podcast. You'll see the show notes and you'll find an application form to apply for the coaching. And there will also be an opportunity to have a call with me as well. So we can see if it is a good fit for us both. I absolutely love one-on-one coaching. It's one of my favourite things to do at the moment because I am really able to go like a deep dive with you in terms of your current situation and where you want to be and how we can help you get there. And it's a 100% a process of me walking with you on your journey and being that cheerleader and showing you parts of your own blind spots. And I think Often we are too close to our own BS to see why things might not be working or why we might be holding ourselves back or why we might feel like something's missing or we're still holding on to certain beliefs and situations that aren't serving us. It's how we break that with love and we are able to then fly and just skyrocket and there's nothing more that I love than being able to be a part of that journey for someone. You can apply, as I say, following the link in the description of this episode. I also wanted to mention, if you do enjoy this episode, be sure to share it with a friend who you think will also get a lot of benefit from it. And don't forget to take a screenshot and add this to your stories. Tag me and Michaela. Let us know how you find the episode, any of your biggest breakthroughs or things that you've learned and how you're feeling after listening 
to the show because I always value and appreciate your feedback and thoughts. With that all being said, let's get into this amazing podcast episode. I am honestly so excited for you because you are in for a treat. Welcome to Lift Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, and I created this podcast to help you feel inspired and uplifted so you can unleash your potential self to the world. In this podcast, I talk about divine feminine energy, female empowerment, personal development, and much more. You can expect a mixture of guest interviews and solo episodes from me, alongside some of my guided meditations. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. This week on the show, I have an amazing guest joining me. I am here with the lovely Michaela J, who is the queen of manifestation. She is a coach, a podcaster, and she is the spiritual bestie BFF that you've never had. <laughs> and she's here to share all of her wisdom and knowledge with us on the podcast. And I cannot wait to dive into this conversation. So welcome, Michaela. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be everybody's new spiritual BFF. Uh, exactly like you said, I am all things manifestation and I can't wait to see what we get to share with the listeners today. Yeah, it's so funny because that is the vibe I get from you. Like, I felt like <laughs> this girl, I could be friends with her. It's so strange because we've never met before, but your energy is right. just so open and the things that you share, I'm just like drawn in. So I was like, I have to have her on the show because it's going to be amazing. I thought it'd be interesting and also fun to do like a bit of a quick fire round, if that's okay with you, just to ask some <gasps> Absolutely. Okay, so Michaela, what is your go-to coffee order? Oh my gosh. I'm so boring. Cold brew with literally the tiniest splash of oat milk. I always tell my baristas like three drops of oat milk. That's it. Oat milk is the one. So I'm waiting on that one. Star sign? Capricorn. Okay. Human design? Manifesting generator. Favorite crystal? Oh, probably citrine or an angel aura quartz love that what outfit would you say is your go-to to feel like a nick girl an outfit okay I have this lace bodysuit from Aritzia and it's like this grayish purple which works just really well with my skin tone so that and probably these like black nice pants I have and these really pretty purple Versace heels I have it makes me feel like a 10 out of 10 every time gorgeous love that and finally your favorite place to go on vacation oh my gosh my favorite place in the world is bali i am just a sucker for island life and bali is my favorite place in the world i'd seen that you lived in bali didn't you for a period of time i was yeah. actually there in october i did my yoga teacher <gasps> training out there nice where at were you in ubud or where were you at yeah, yeah ubud yeah so exciting oh. I love it. I lived in Chengdu. I'm definitely more of like the surfer beach side than like the jungle vibes. I remember I didn't like Ubud that much because there's so many bugs and I was like, like, there's bugs everywhere in Bali, of course, but I was like, I need the beach. I need like the chill vibes, not the jungle yoga vibes personally. Yeah. I never actually went that side of the island, but I definitely would go back and explore. Absolutely. 
So I would love to hear a bit about what led you into manifestation. I know that that's a real broad question. How did you get into this on this spiritual path and become the manifestation queen you are? Oh, yeah. So I had gone to France to study abroad, actually, like a huge theme in my life has been travel leading to personal development, because you just find yourself so much when you're in a new place, you're outside of your comfort zone. So I studied abroad in France. And when I was in college, I was studying French. So just made sense to do a summer there. And right before I left, I was at like a rock bottom, I was depressed, I was working like 60 hours a week at a job I hated. I had a really shitty like living situation it just was not good. I was not feeling hot rich in that bitch. That's for sure. And I remember like having this like come to MJ moment in the mirror before I left. And I was like, something has to change. And it has to start with me. I just it was a download truly of like, I have to be the one to change all of this. And so I went to my study abroad trip, I didn't know a single person going So I was like, okay, I can show up and just be this version of myself I've always wanted to be because these people have no idea who I am. And so I made a vow to myself, basically, the whole time I was there, no complaining, no gossiping, don't be negative always find the positive side of things, always be the girl who lights up the room that she walks into. And when you do that for six weeks, two months, three months, however long, that is who you end up becoming. So when I came back to the States, I was this new person, I was so positive, I was so radiant, so happy. And with that, I knew how hard I had worked to curate this version of myself. And so I promised myself when I got back, I would keep that up. So I dove headfirst into like rituals and journaling and meditation. And I was waking up at 6am and working out and going to yoga and kind of like the standard things you get into. And while I was doing that, this is like so early on in podcasting world, like before podcasts were super cool. And I remember listening to a podcast being like, Oh my gosh, I'm at the gym. I don't want to watch YouTube. This podcast thing is so convenient. And I would listen to people talk about building businesses because at the time I wanted to launch a blog to talk about all of my travels. Uh, and people started throwing this words like universe into their podcast. So like, you just have to trust the universe. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I was not religious. I was not spiritual at the time. And when I started looking things up with the universe, of course, law of attraction manifestation came about. And so I really stumbled on it, not from any spiritual gurus, but people talking about business like Jenna Kutcher and like the people you wouldn't expect you to hear that kind of thing from and when I found manifestation as a concept I became obsessed with it and for nine months I did a really deep dive into that because the other half of the story is like when I came back from my study abroad I was this completely different person so I lost a lot of my friends because they were used to this old version of me where we bonded over gossiping about other girls we didn't like and complaining about when things aren't going our way and those types of people, those are the only conversations they can have often. So I lost a lot of friends. And so learning about manifestation became my friend, basically. I deep dove into it for nine months, and it completely changed my life. It was like the wildest year ever, basically. When you say it changed your life, what were some of the things that began to happen from that point? Oh, my confidence completely shifted. You know, I think that's one of the biggest things we get from personal development is you accept how you are, you improve the things that you don't like about yourself. And you build this different kind of discipline. I talk a lot about discipline in my world, whether it's discipline in 
like a yoga practice, discipline in your daily journaling, discipline in choosing to embody next level feelings. When you are disciplined, continue to show up for these things, your confidence skyrockets because you believe the things you say, you believe in the things that you do. So one of the biggest differences I that I had made was my confidence in myself. Growing up, I struggled a lot with body image. So I became a lot more confident about my body. It was very, became a lot easier to manifest my dream body because everything I was doing, this was another shift that changed my life. I was doing everything from a place of love and not fear. You know, the saying like, you can't hate your body into your dream body. It's like, you have to want to do things because you love doing them. That's what creates the lasting results. So the two biggest shifts that created for me on top of like the actual things that it manifested, like dream cars and launching my business that was super successful and getting to travel the world, the core things were my confidence and doing things from a love-based place. Yeah, and I remember when I come across you, it was a little while ago now, I can't remember precisely where you are in your journey, but I remember you sharing about how you were still studying in college and it might have been when you were in Bali and you were wanting to take a step back and go fully in on the business, but you had a lot of fear around doing that. So talk yeah. me through what, what began to happen there where you made the decision to leave and go into this. Oh my gosh. It was a wild ride. After my first year of college, which is when I had my spiritual awakening, I really wanted to drop out. I was like, I don't resonate with this. I don't, I didn't feel like I fit in. I hated school, but I kept going because I had actually manifested getting paid to go to college. So every semester, like while people are acquiring student loans, I was getting a, a check cut for me. And so I was like, this is such a hard thing to give up because it was something I manifested. It was a great deal. And truly towards the end of my journey, when I launched my business within the first month, it became like my full-time income right away. And which is just a whole other thing I manifested, which is wild. Um, and so the whole time I was running my business, I could have easily hopped over. But what I had to swallow, I wouldn't say a pride on, but a belief I had was like, all of these people were giving me scholarship money. And so for me, I was like, these people bet on my success. These people bet on me graduating and doing something with my life. And it took this moment when I was living in Bali, was literally three and a half years into my four year degree when I ended up dropping out. I was in my last semester that I realized I was like, I'm already successful. I've already changed lives. I've already made an impact. I've already shifted communities. This is that success all of these people were investing in. Whether or not it was a college degree didn't matter. They still supported creating this success, creating these new communities and life-changing experiences. And so that shift really gave me a lot of permission because before I was scared that I was letting those people down essentially. Uh, and I think that's something that's very different about my journey. A lot of people are afraid to drop out of school or quit their jobs. So the finances side of things, I wasn't scared of that. I was scared of letting people down, which is almost like harder to get through, you know, when we care so much about people. So for me, it was that. And then what really led to me like going over the edge and dropping out of school, I was in Bali. I'd been there for three weeks. I just knew I had this down when I had to stay in Bali longer and all my classes were online and I just wasn't doing the work. I wasn't doing the work. My teachers were constantly emailing me. And at that point, I just felt bad. I was like, they're spending so much time reaching out to me, being flexible with dates because they knew I had a business. They knew I was in a different time zone. I was like, I respect these people too much to waste their time anymore. I knew I created the success I was meant to with the scholarships. I knew I valued people. And so then it just made sense to part ways. 
but it was fucking scary for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's the belief that we hold to that particular situation, almost that if we leave or if you leave that situ- that place, then you're going to let people down. But the fact that you reframed it, you were able to then create that as the reality that actually it's for everyone's best interest that I do this now because I'm fully stepping into that version of me. And then the universe has rewarded you because of the results that you received. I know you talk a lot about the quantum and quantum leaps and quantum shifts happening. And another thing that I come across via you was expanding your energy to be able to hold more. And a mm-hmm. recent experience that I've had over the past couple of months is going through a lot of quantum leaps and shifts in my business, for example. It, this month this past month it's in double what my full-time wage gives me and I'm still doing both <gasps> oh, my gosh. I know. oh my god that's insane congratulations thank you and then the <gasps> podcast shot up to number 10 in the charts in Britain amen just like, <laughs> like that and my question for you from your understanding of manifestation is how are we able to do the work on sustaining and holding and maintaining them so what I don't want to do is it to feel like too overwhelming that it doesn't continue it's about leveling up and and holding that version of me or if someone's in a similar position what advice would you give oh my gosh well that is so amazing congratulations those are huge celebrations quantum leaps I'm like I want to like pop open a bottle of champagne right here um that's amazing when it comes to these huge quantum leaps that's the best question of how do I sustain it in a way where I don't feel overwhelmed or where you don't create this like pressure to do it again you know and what I've found is normalizing things and what I call like the Kardashian concept and so these things have been game changers for me normalizing the success in a way of like, I'm going to celebrate this. This is amazing. I'm going to have my moment. I'm going to take my photos, get my balloons, do whatever you're going to do, go to the fancy dinner, celebrate myself, but also know that celebrating is just now a normal part of your life. You're going to be celebrating things every week, all the time, every day, every month, it's going to be record breaking. And so I think it's like normalizing, normalizing the results, but specifically normalizing celebration. Because I think it's hard when we're thinking about, okay, how do I not get overwhelmed and sustain this, but I also want to celebrate. And so for me, the way I hack that is like constantly finding celebration. And so that could literally look like before you go to bed, like what are three things you're celebrating tonight? What are three wins you had? And then that becomes your normal. So that's one thing that's been really helpful for me. And then two is this like Kardashian effect that I love talking about. The Kardashians are so nonchalant. Like they're so chill in every recording, every TikTok I see, every episode. And I can just imagine, this is how I I visualize it. Like Kylie dropping a new lip kit. Of course, of course, it's going to sell out in like five minutes. And of course, the website's going to crash because so many people want it because they're the Kardashians. Duh, of course, obviously. So I like taking that energy to my own life of, duh, of course, obviously, of course, this is going to happen. Of course, I'm going to double my income. Of course, the podcast is going to skyrocket like, duh. And so when I can normalize in that way, where it's like, I'm constantly celebrating because that's a normal part of my life, duh. And I'm constantly having these results because duh, like I'm Michaela J, duh, insert your name here, right? That's the biggest thing. It's like, I think when we 
make it bigger than us is when we get overwhelmed. We would put it on this pedestal because then it feels like we don't deserve it. Then it doesn't feel like it's our reality. So for me, it's celebrating every single day. And then also thinking like, duh, yes, of course, like this is just my life. And that's been really helpful. Yeah. Wow. That is an amazing tip because energetically it, you're a match to it on a vibration of, well, yeah, of course, this is the, I'm the type of person who experiences these and it becomes more normal. Have you noticed as well that when quantum shifts begin to happen or the universe saves you at your manifestations that certain situations or people can drop away beforehand? That's something that I've noticed through my own pattern and is that certain energies moved out and I've just thought is that is that a coincidence that that happened and then this just came around the corner it comes and then it just like drops right in right away I've had that happen in so many parts of my life I mean even I think at the beginning of my spiritual journey you know I came back I lost all these friends and I didn't lose all of my friends but I lost like some of my core people that I was hanging out with on a regular basis so what did that grant me time so much time and like, would I have gone as far into studying manifestation? I don't know. Would I have gone as far and deep dive as deep into my brain and my shadow work? I don't know, because I wouldn't have had the same level of time. And I think that's something that we have to learn to trust the universe about. Things are always rearranging in our favor. And it's like, oh, for you to have this next level of income, this next level of success, next level even of happiness. Sometimes we have to release things that are actually weighing us down, even if we don't think that they are like the perfect example of this is like, and they can look so inconvenient, right? Like I just moved to Texas and the first full day we were here, my car broke down and like bad breakdown. Like she's still sitting outside of the house. We're going to wait a minute because the expenses to fix her are like half the worth of the car. And that is so inconvenient, right? But it's like, also what I was craving before moving was feeling settled, feeling at home, having space. And so it's like, I literally can't go anywhere. So now I'm granted all of that space, all of that settling, unless I'm going to walk somewhere. So it's like, it can be inconvenient, but it's always creating space to give us exactly what we want at the end of the day. Yeah, it's how you find meaning to the situation. So you're receiving the best out of it. So, okay, this is not ideal. However, how can I use this to my advantage? That's what that's the point. That exactly. Yeah. Wow. I know that you talk a lot about taking care of your health and wellness. And that's something that I really connected with you on as well, because you're always posting about your hot girl walks and getting your morning workouts in. And I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. I'm on that energy as well. So talk to me about your journey with that. I know you mentioned about body image issues in the past too. So how have you been able to find a level of routine that feels good for your body and makes you feel good and worries some of your priorities? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fitness and health and movement are so important to me in so many different ways. Like I grew up, my dad was a Marine. And it's like, when we got in trouble, we were doing burpees. Like we were going on runs, like our punishments were like push ups. So I've always been into like movement. I was a swimmer growing up, a cheerleader, like all the things. And so I've always kind of been in the gym and working out. But like I had said before, for a long time, it was because I hated my body. And that doesn't create sustainable results because then you're not taking a sustainable approach to your health. It's like you're binging and then you're not eating or you're working out really, really, really hard. And then afterwards you're eating pizza because you earned it. And it's like, it just creates so many unhealthy habits. 
But when I started to shift in the space of like, oh, I'm doing things because I love myself. I'm doing things from a vibrational standpoint. So I have more energy. It shifted the way I looked at fitness. It was like, okay, what workouts make me feel good about myself and give me energy? For me, I love weightlifting. I love really hard, heavy workouts because it's the hardest thing I'm going to do all day. And so when I tackle that in the morning, like I can handle everything after this because like if I can hip thrust 300 pounds, like I can deal with an issue at work, like no big deal. And so that would give me so much energy from the discipline aspect, because especially with weightlifting, you have to be consistent or you're going to lose that weight that you're lifting. So it's like the consistency of the discipline boosted my confidence. Doing really hard workouts boosted my confidence and completely changed my body, changed my mindset. Because afterwards, I would walk out literally like jumping around so much energy because I just did this crazy workout and somehow survived. And so all of that gave me energy. Same thing as my walks. They give me so much energy because it's intentional space for me to either process my thoughts, come up with new work ideas, catch up with friends and family while not feeling like I'm sitting down all day or like laying in bed, texting my friends. It's like, I get to live life, be outside, feel grounded and do all of these things that are important to me at the same time. And so for me, it really looks like Moving because that creates so much movement of your energy. Moving because discipline makes me feel better about myself. Moving, whether it's an actual like a long walk or a hard workout, because I can do hard things. And that mindset has carried over into so many areas of my life, like business and in relationships. It's like we do heavy lifting in our relationships and have uncomfortable conversations for the betterment of our relationship. You do heavy, painful workouts for the betterment of your health. And so it pours into so many different areas, but it's really crucial for your energy at the end of the day as well. I resonate with that a lot because my journey started off in fitness and I had a similar background with like over-exercising, under-eating and yeah. body image in terms of like what I was seeing in the mirror, negative self-talk. And then when I started to lift weights, I began to build my own confidence that I can do this like if I can do this then I can do other things and this is how I started to expand with building a business building a podcast and you saving other people following my intuition and I think it is the gateway to you being able to really start to trust yourself more show up for yourself do you ever get a lot of questions around how do you stay so disciplined how do you always show up for yourself because I think there are people who do find it difficult to stay consistent absolutely yeah and then one other thing I'll say on this too, is that like almost all successful people have a strong like health, wellness, fitness routine, because on top of all these other benefits, you feel good about yourself because you, you like how strong you are. You like how you feel. You like how you look that eliminates so many of the limiting beliefs that we come across of like, oh, I don't want to show up online because I don't like how I look or, oh, I don't want to do this photo shoot because I don't like how I fit in my clothes or I don't want to. And you like hold yourself back because of all of these physical things. So on top of it, it just makes you have this bulletproof mindset. But to your question on discipline, I get asked this all the time. And the thing we have to remember about discipline is like, we're not born with it. It's just like your muscles. It's something you have to build up. Same thing as positive thinking. You know, it's something that we build every single day. And it's hard. There are days you don't feel like it. There are days you don't want to. There are mornings that I don't want to get up and go for a walk. It's 100 degrees in Texas every day. Like, um, there's days that I don't want to do shit. But it's those days where it's the most important to push through. 
And so what I like to tell people when it comes to building discipline is you need to have a strong why to come back to of like, why are you doing this? And how badly do you want that? Why? Right? When it comes to fitness, for me, it's all of these other elements outside of the body image thing. It's like, because I feel good about myself, I have energy, blah, blah, blah. That is important to me. Because when I feel good about myself, when I have energy, I have time more time and energy for my friends, I have more time and energy to talk to family, keep up with my relationship, keep up with my business. And it's like, that that's so important to me how badly do you want it more than anything and so when you're building discipline you need to have a strong why you need to have that question of like how badly do you want it why is this important to you and then also as a side note you need to have a plan because these things you're creating discipline around especially if they're not natural like if you're just getting into a morning routine you don't have that discipline to get up and visualize first thing so you need to have a game plan of like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm back 10 minutes so I can wake up, do a visualization, then start my day. If you're not used to going to the gym, pencil it into your day. That way you can actually show up for it. So it's the scheduling, it's the why, and how badly do you want it that really helps with discipline. Yeah, and also habit stacking as well. So if there's something that you're doing, adding something to what you mentioned about going on your walk, if you're going to connect with someone or answer emails, and then you're able to still be productive and still move. And it's just building up those healthier habits because it's so easy for us to fall off track or have this all-in mentality. So either I'm, I'm doing it or I'm not doing it. And it's how you're able to change that. I think that your mindset towards some whatever it is that you do will really help in the levels of success that you you see something else that was coming to me as you were talking is what I'm leaning into at the moment is really like owning a little bit more of your flaws and not feeling that you always need to wear a mask when I first started on the online space I think there was a lot of pressure around I need to show up in this certain way in order for people to like me or in order for me to be successful or to sell or to to grow and I'm starting to play with the idea of being more real and authentic about certain insecurities that I have or experiences that I've gone through and how I've grown and how that's really helped me on my journey. What's your understanding on that? Have you, have you felt that pressure to feel like you need to show up as this perfect disciplined person all the time? Or are you quite mm. open with yeah, what's going on? Absolutely. And I feel like this whole conversation vulnerability is a game changer. Because when we can be more vulnerable online, people remember that we're actually real fucking people. And I think that's what we forget so often or it's easy to oversee because we're so used to seeing people's idealized realities, right? And so for me, I went through a huge phase of that. Like I went through a huge growth phase in my business. And afterwards I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't fuck things up. I can't tell people that I'm like struggling with this. I can't say that I'm learning through this because like then maybe they won't think I'm an expert. And so I went through a whole phase of that. And then I had to come back and remind myself, like, I don't have to be anything. These people want to be in my world. They want to listen to my podcast. They want to be in my programs because they want to learn from me. And I don't have to have it all figured out. And in fact, the more I get to learn and grow through my experiences, the more I then get to teach people. And so one thing that I've really come to understand is that like all the things I struggle through and go through. I go through to learn so I can teach other people. It's crazy. I'll experience something. And four months later, one of my clients will come to me with the exact same problem. And I'm like, oh, I've got you. Like I went through this. I know exactly how you feel. Like 
perfect example. Last year, I was moving around a ton and I shared about it a lot on my Instagram because I moved out of my old place. I had applied for three different houses and I got beat out because real estate in Los Angeles is nuts. And I was living in California still. And I had to like hop around from Airbnb to Airbnb. And then I moved into my boyfriend's place, who's now my husband. And like that setup wasn't really ideal for me. wasn't really ideal for the lifestyle I'm used to having. And so it was really hard. It was like, it was exhausting moving around all the time. I didn't have my normal podcasting setup. So I couldn't podcast for a while. It was just really, really difficult. And it's hard to be in your flow and feel on point with your intuition when everything feels messy, right? So I went through that and I shared a lot about it on my podcast online. And I just recently had a client sign up who's like, I don't know how to be in alignment because my living situation's fucked up right now. And I was like, girl, I've got you. I've been there. Like we could talk about that. And so I think having these vulnerable moments and being open and sharing reminds people you're a real person so people can connect with you. It reminds other people they don't need to be perfect either. And then also finding your lessons is one of your superpowers. And I just find that super important. I mean, I even talked about this in my podcast last week, like ever since I moved to Texas, like two and a half weeks ago, shit has hit the fan like left and right. Like my car broke down. One of my pets passed away. Like I just like found out some horrible news about my family. Like, like every three days, something was blowing up in my face. And I talked about it on the podcast. I was like, shit's hitting the fan. But like, this is what I'm doing to like stay mostly calm question mark. Uh, and I think people find that refreshing and way more valuable than this is my perfect life. Here's step one, two, three, four, five. And like how to manifest things. Yeah. People feel like they can connect with you a little bit more because as you say, you're sharing certain things that is relatable and things that they can either they're going through themselves or they know someone who has gone through that. And it's also about recognizing that you obviously are the experts in terms of your own life and what you've created, but we're always learning. We're always growing. And that's, that's an important part of the journey, isn't it? To not always know everything and not feel like you have to always know everything as well. Yeah, seriously. And it's like, we, we don't, are not, I'm sorry. We are not know-it-all beings. Like that's not the point. The whole reason why we're on earth is to learn and grow. And I think if you're following somebody online who claims to know it all, like run the opposite direction, like you should always want to be connected with and be inspired by people who want to learn, who know that you're just getting started. There's 10,000 other levels. Like we're always wanting to reach the next level of our potential. And if you get stuck in this mindset of like, oh, I want things to be perfect, then you're not ever going to reach your your full potential because nothing's ever going to be perfect. And if it was like life would get really fucking boring. Like I'm here for the growth. I'm here for things to change and to adapt. And it's really important to give permission to other people that like, you're going to have problems. I love talking about this too. It's like when we get in the personal development manifestation space, we think our lives are going to be perfect and easy. And like, you're still going to go through hard things the beauty of knowing about mindset and manifesting is that you can handle things with more grace and you can handle things more lightly when you're intentional about how you're processing your emotions and how you're feeling with all these hard situations. Yeah, because you're fully connecting with your truth, aren't you? You're fully owning, okay, this is the learning experience that I'm going through. I'm just going to 
be in it and then try to see how I can navigate it without putting pressure on myself to instantly know and shift through it because I guess that's when we start to suppress a lot of our emotions and yeah. in, in how we're truly feeling so in terms of manifesting I want to I know I'm kind of going back again on the manifesting but I know you talk a lot about stepping into your it girl energy and really owning that and that vibe in terms of who you are so what are some of your tips around really beginning to step into the version of you who has what it is that you want maybe before there's Mm -hmm. evidence that it's a reality absolutely when I think about an it girl and I think about like your it girl life it's just the version of you that you always wanted to be right like I talked about the beginning of my journey it's like that version of you she's confident she's magnetic she's on fire she's inspired so how do we start tapping into those things it's really these key elements we've been talking about like how are you building your confidence because the more confident you can be in the process of manifesting things the more certain your results are when we're going into manifesting something, we feel pretty wishy-washy of like, maybe it'll come. Hopefully it'll happen. I'm manifesting it. And we say that like very loosely. Where's the certainty? Manifestation. Your manifestations are living, breathing desires. And they want you to be a solid ass bitch. It's like, you don't want to date somebody who's flaky. Like you have to think about as your manifestations as your partner. And so we need to have that certainty. We need to have that confidence in ourselves. And you can build that so many different ways by affirmations, changing your self-talk, by starting to build that discipline, by getting in your movement and moving through your emotions, by really identifying what's great about you. Like genuinely sitting down with your journal and being like, what are the things that I love about myself? Just building your confidence in any way. You could be dressing up and putting on a bad bitch outfit every single day, you know? So it's building that confidence. But also, how do we activate our magnetism? Because I feel like that's the key thing that an it girl has is she's magnetic. Like she walks in the room and you're like, her outfit's on point, her energy's on point, her skin is clean. Like I, whatever she's having, I want that smoothie. It's just this magnetic energy. And when you're in this magnetic vibe, people are attracted to you. Opportunities are, and that's what makes manifestation easy. And what I have found and what I like to talk about magnetism is it comes from safety. Like how safe do you feel in your body? Because when you feel safe in your body, you feel safe to go out and do new things and go different places and go hang out with people and just put yourself out there. And that's what makes you magnetic because then you're a thousand times more interesting because you're not afraid to go do things. So it's like, do you feel safe in your body? Do you feel safe in your mindset? We think of safety oftentimes as like a car, money, a home. But do you feel safe with yourself? Do you trust yourself? Because an it girl trusts herself. That's why she's magnetic. She trusts the decisions she makes. She trusts that she's a bad bitch. She trusts that she's a good friend and that she's great at her job and all of these things. And so when it comes to manifesting all of this, these are key pieces that you curate before any of the manifestations come in. You know, those almost have nothing to do with actual like cars, money, handbags, like the love of your life, anything that you're manifesting. It's things that you feel first that help you then put yourself out there. And that action is what creates the results. Yeah. When I'm resonating or thinking about like my own journey and how doing the inner work built up my self-confidence and I know I mentioned at the beginning how I flew to Bali, well I actually went by myself to do the yoga teacher training, I didn't know anyone and that was because I had this belief that even though it's the other side of the world, I can rely on me, I can trust me 
if anything happens, I feel safe in who I am to be able to figure it out. And that was a big, like a quantum leap in itself, making that decision and actually seeing it through. When I've come back, I've only been able to grow from that. So it is true what you're saying. The more that you're able to see evidence and then start to apply it, it does radiate outwardly and then it's felt by other people. Absolutely. And when it's felt by other people, that's when you start manifesting things like crazy. Because what are we the most connected to in the world? Other people, Mm -hmm. right? Like, especially as women, like we love community. We love, like, I'm a girl's girl. Like girls are the shit. Like girls, I could hang out and have like a little coffee date. We can get lunch. Like girls have so many fun activities. And it's like, there's so many things that get manifested when you get that energy together. But a lot of times where we see that people don't have these types of communities, you're not confident and then you tear other women down. You're not confident. So you don't want to go make new friends. Like I'm the girl that stops other girls in the airport. And I'm like, your outfit looks amazing. Like that, that's how you create these connections and other manifestations. And the yoga retreat is a perfect example of like deciding to go do that all by yourself, get this certification. Who cares what anybody thinks? Who cares? Like I'm putting myself out there. I'm going to do it. It's like you get to meet people that can later be friends, that could be business partners, that could introduce you to the love of your life. There's so much that comes from that by just choosing to trust yourself. And that is what is going to make your manifestation quantum fucking leap. I love that. And your way of thinking is so expansive. And you're always saying, like, think bigger, well, dream bigger, and actually just open up to what the universe can bring you. Have you ever had any resistance from other people and been like, oh, she's living in a dream world, or that's not possible, and tried to project onto you? Oh, less of projecting onto me and more of holding themselves back. Because uh, people, even before I was spiritual and was into manifestation stuff, I was always the one who like, I was like, I'm getting paid to go to college. I'm getting this degree. And then I had a whole plan to get my master's and then get my doctorate. And I was going to like live in Paris and do this. I've always been the big dreamer. And so people were very accepting of that for me, but not so much for them. So when I went to the spiritual awakening and I chose to be a more positive person, they would tell me all these limiting beliefs for themselves. And I'd be like, that's not true. You're already writing this off for yourself. You didn't even apply. You have no idea. There's going to be something better. And the resistance was more of me wanting them to think expansively. And so it was really difficult. And it's funny because I was just so stubborn with my friends of like, I'm not accepting your excuses. Like I'm not accepting your complaints. I will always clap back with a positive belief. And it annoyed the shit out of my friends, but now all of them are spiritual and all of them think this way. And so it's really cool how, even when we are the ones that are navigating this, when we might be the first spiritual one in your family and your friend group, and that's scary. And my friends would literally be like, you're being so annoying. Stop. I could let that, like I could internalize that and be like, make myself smaller but I chose not to and be like, yeah, I am going to be fucking annoying. Cause it's, it's like in your favor. Uh, and when you're the trailblazer, you get to be the, the, you get to lead by example. And that's really powerful. I think that comes really naturally to me because I've always been a big dreamer. I've always been like that. I'm going to go first. I'm going to do some crazy shit just because I want to. Um, and I know people struggle with that and getting that negative feedback, but it comes back to this trust and this confidence. Like, are you confident in what you believe in? Are you confident around your desires? And if not, why is that? And there's more limiting beliefs that you get to dive into. Have you always 
being that confident or when you were studying during those nine months were you looking into people and what they've been able to achieve and how they've been able to manifest certain things to help with your levels of belief and did you do any work within the subconscious mind or was it just all conscious in terms of the affirmations Hmm. so with my before spiritual with all of my goals I feel like I always believed in myself because I knew I could work hard. I've lived on my own since I was like 15 years old. And so I remember like when my, my parents had gotten divorced, I was supposed to live with one parent, that parent left. And I remember like looking in the mirror one day and it's like, it's up to me whether or not I go to school. Like no parent is like telling me, get up. No parents driving me to school. It's up to me whether or not I'm going to school. It's up to me whether or not I'm going to work. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror. I have a lot of mirror moments. Um, I remember <laughs> looking at myself in the mirror and being like, I have two choices. It's either take this path to success and work my ass off and choose this path or drop out and do whatever the fuck I want to do, you know? And so from that day, I knew I had to make a decision. I wasn't going to teeter totter forever. It was like, no, I'm going to make this happen. And I got through it through my own hard work. And so because of that, I always believed in myself, which is why I preach this discipline. It's like, and not that it's always going to be like this hard, strenuous hustle work. But if you're willing to put in the work, it's easy to believe in yourself. I have a podcast episode where I talk about it's like, you just have to choose to not care that it's hard sometimes. Like, yeah, it's hard to do some workouts. And I don't care. Yeah, sometimes it's hard, like dealing with things with work that are sticky situations, but I don't care. I care enough about the business. I'm willing to do the hard work. And so I've always believed in myself because of that. Um, and with the subconscious reprogramming, I've done a lot of subconscious reprogramming, um, but mainly around like what I make things mean. So it's like when my parents left, I had a really bad abandonment issues. And then I always was like, oh, why wasn't I good enough to keep them around? But in fact, that wasn't the truth. Like the parents that left me, they weren't good enough for me. They didn't stay, right? And so I did a lot of subconscious reprogramming with different like hypnosis on YouTube, different like tapping sessions and stuff. And so for me, it was like, I always chose me. And when I started to do the subconscious reprogramming work, I reminded myself of that as well. Like I'm choosing me. I'm not the problem. I didn't do anything here, especially as a child. I'm like, I was a fucking kid. And so that's where I did more of that subconscious work. Yeah, I find when you do the both, like the subconscious and the conscious work together, that really does work, doesn't it? Like it creates a lot of magic because you are aligning like your internal beliefs with what you're saying externally as well. I know you talk a lot about manifesting money and creating your next level looks life and really helping women to be able to create luxury for themselves. Even if they are spiritual, it's it's okay to desire nice things and to have nice things because why not? So have you had exactly. to do work around, have you had to do work around money mindset and self-worth around attracting abundance and creating abundance in your life has that been something that's supported you absolutely oh my gosh and I have like we all have fucked up money stories I'm like I had such a fucked up money story we all do right like when growing up like my family was really wealthy and then really dirt poor it had to just switch when I was a child and so I always had my core money issue was like I can have it all and it can be gone the next fucking day And that I really had to get over, especially in my business, because like I said earlier, when I launched my business, became my full-time income immediately. And so then obviously like I'm like a couple months in, I'm making good money. I'm doing my thing. I'm like, fuck, this could literally all go away tomorrow. 
And that's not a sustainable place for you to live. And also when we tie it into this it girl concept, that's not a safe place for your energy to be always on edge. And so I had to do a lot of money mindset work around that of like, no, things can stay. And when it comes to some of these beliefs, especially ones about money, we have examples of the opposite in other areas of our lives. Like I've always been the kind of person where like my best friends, we've been best friends for 10, 12 years. It was like, they didn't just go away overnight. So I have to look at that as an example. My, my discipline, my drive, that hasn't gone away overnight. So it was really about like diving into those experiences where things were there and then they weren't and feeling my feelings around that, crying about it, releasing that, giving forgiveness of like, that was never my parents' intention for me either. And sometimes we can't control things, but that doesn't mean it's going to be like that for the rest of my life. And it's not like that. And then finding examples where things are already different from that reality. And once we go through this, we really have a choice. And it's the same thing as building this discipline, because this is a discipline around money mindset of like, are you going to choose the old story? Or are you going to continue to look for proof of the new story? And that really changed how I viewed things. And now I know it's like, okay, even if I have something and that does go away, I can build it right back. It doesn't mean it's going down the shithole for the rest of my life because I went through that whole process of having nothing to having everything again. And it comes back to the safety I've got me. It all kind of ties together. But those money beliefs are so important for every area of our life too. I mean, there's such a relation between our money beliefs and our beliefs about sex and our beliefs about success. And it's crazy how it's connected. So I highly recommend everybody start diving into like, what was your money story growing up? What was your financial reality growing up? Is that what you're experiencing now? And is it what you want to experience? Because you can always change that. Yeah. And how you view other people who have money as well. What are the beliefs that you have about that? And if it's available to you and does it feel safe or does it feel scary and you want to stay in the familiar so you're self-sabotaging in some senses because it it's too unknown and when you start to notice your own patterns that's when you're really able to change that and then create your own reality literally with what you're attracting and it's like the concept of you hear about super rich people and they lose everything or like millionaires and then they earn it back or they create it back in another way because they have the the, the paradigm and the self-image of a wealthy person and because they have that they act in accordance which then creates that because there is a lot of misconceptions isn't there around especially especially in the spiritual space and manifestation that you can magnetize everything to you wealth and abundance and it'll just you just sit back and wait and <laughs> I suppose you've probably heard that a lot haven't you as a manifestation coach absolutely do you, is you do you have to advise clients a lot and in your content about taking this aligned action to to see the results yeah and I love, love that example of like rich people they just have that wealthy identity so they attract it back I mean like when you look at the beginning of Elon Musk journey like he had invested I think it was like in PayPal or something and then lost a fuck ton of money and then made more money and now he's like the one of the richest people in the world it's because of that mindset but one thing that we see from these types of successful people is they're always willing to do the work like just like I said earlier it's like you have to choose to not care when it's hard and just be willing to do things when it's hard I talk about this recently how I hate these like little manifestation challenges 
that are like the five, five, five challenge or whatever, because it's like, people think they can write something like 500 times a day. And then it's just going to land in your lap. And I'm like, one, who the fuck has time for that? And two, what a waste of time. Because in that time, you were writing one thing 500 times, you could have been taking action. So it's something I talk about a lot too, because the action taking also helps like build this certainty we feel in our desires. It's like, okay, I feel confident around this desire. I feel like this version of myself who can accomplish that. And I took action. So I do feel like I'm moving it forward. And we've all seen things online of like, you just lay back and take a bath and chill the fuck out and everything falls in your lap. And sometimes it feels like that was manifesting where things just kind of happen. But 100% of the time you have done things in the background or you have done things that led up to those moments. And so we never want to give up on the action and you shouldn't want to because taking action towards the things you're passionate about only gives you more energy at the end of the day. Yeah. And I find actually waking up and having a set like purpose or working towards something, it does make me more motivated and inspired and driven in a healthy way because I've I've got this vision and I'm doing whatever it takes to create it. And I think that that builds internal self-confidence, self-worth, self-belief. And you're not just giving all of your power away waiting for things. You're not yeah. expecting it's all down to you because then that's when we're, we're micromanaging the universe and we're like trying to force things we're, we're just creating our own dynamics which actually start to work so yeah I couldn't agree anymore I love that too and I like the point of like that takes our power away because that's really what it is and then you're just like writing in your journal please universe please universe and it's like I, I mean you can beg to the universe if you want or you can go do something and you're going to feel so much more empowered when you take literally your reality in your own hands and do something about it. But while you're doing that, you do get to know you are supported by the universe. It's a co-creative process, but you have to step up to the plate and do some of that creation as well. And that makes you feel confident, makes you feel empowered. And it builds that again, that discipline because you're moving things forward. You're choosing to move things forward. How about with asking signs or the universe for signs? What is your view on that? Because there's definitely been occasions on my journey and clients I've worked with and friends that they've asked for the sign, the signs come and then they've been like, I might ask for another sign just in case. (laughs) Literally, I've totally done that in the past too. I'm like, I laugh because that used to be me. I have such a specific example of this. So I am originally from Nebraska. I went to college in Nebraska. Um, And when I wanted to drop out, like my sign was always a white Range Rover because that was my dream car. Now it's the car I have. It's parked outside my house. I love her. Um, But it's always my sign because that's something I was manifesting. So I was like, okay, universe, I would ask the question and be like, show me a white Range Rover, which was so rare in Nebraska. Like there were probably five white Range Rovers in Nebraska. Um, And every time I'd ask for a sign, a fucking white Range Rover would drive by. And I'm like, who are these people? I'm like, I, I'm like, how am I seeing these? Literally, even on my college campus. I'm like, what? Yeah, I was always so confused with that. But I would ask, like, okay, if, if I should drop out, let me see a white Range Rover. And one would drive by. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me ask again. I would see it over and over and over again. I like signs in the universe because they're like little hugs. I love an angel number. My personal favorite angel number I have tattooed on me because it like, is so meaningful to me. But we need to treat them as like a hug, as an encouragement and not as a permission. Because 
when you're asking it for as like as a permission, you're not even going to fucking listen. Perfect example of me is like, I asked a million times, got the sign a million times, still didn't take action. Like, you know, when you're going to do something or when you're not. And the only time we're asking for that is when we don't want to make that decision. So we put it outside of ourselves. I love signs as confirmations, as little hugs, as knowing your angels are watching you, but not as the deciding factor because at the end of the day, it's not going to be your deciding factor. Yeah, it's how you build your own self-trust and connection to your intuition. That This is the choice I'm making. There's the confirmation. I'm going to just do it and not overthink too much. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're the one who ends up deciding anyways. When you see the sign, then you have to make another decision. Am I going to do it or not? So it's like, you should just trust your gut in the first place. Like, is this something that's right for me or not? If you don't know in that moment, ask yourself again later. Go for a walk. Do a meditation. Come back and ask again when you feel more aligned and keep doing that rather than waiting for something outside of yourself. Because I think that is exactly what leads people to this mindset of like, oh, I can just write it down and like hope that it just falls into place. Because that's what we do for science and the universe oftentimes. Yeah, I think we always know the answer, I think, deep down. And we've it's just about whether we're brave enough or courageous enough to listen to it, slow down, connect with it, and then act upon that but at the, same, at the same time I do believe in divine time and so I think you left college at the perfect time you were meant to leave mm-hmm. I do believe in divine timing because I believe in everything happening for a reason and this is why it's funny because it's like it all connects and it all makes sense and none of it makes sense at the same time where it's like if I had listened to the first time I saw a white ranger and dropped out of college, my life would have probably looked completely different. So there's also that divine timing of knowing I was going to keep delaying and delaying and delaying. So I'm a big believer in divine timing because everything happens for a reason and everything happens at the right time. And even when things are happening that don't make sense, I always say it's going to make sense in six months or less. But it's going to be inspired by our decisions and that's going to end up aligning our path one way or another. Yeah, so true. I love that. What is next for you, Michaela? What have you got coming up and where can people find you if they'd like to know a little bit more? Yeah, oh my gosh, what do I have coming up? I have so many events coming up. If you guys are in the States, I'm going to be doing an event in Austin um, sometime in the fall. I have a retreat in the Dominican Republic next month. We have international retreats happening next year. Lots of events. I'm like, I I think community is so important right now. And being in like-minded spaces with like-minded women is really, really powerful. I have that coming up. I have a group program coming up. People can always jump into Emma Method if you want to really learn to master this mindset, this manifestation conversation. But you guys can always hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at J or on my podcast, Mindset Magic and Manifestation. You guys can listen literally anywhere uh, and come hang out and be a part of MJ World. Amazing. Michaela, I've loved every moment of this conversation and time has just flew by time has literally flown by I'm like what time is it is it still the same day what's going on (laughs) oh oh, no thank you so much for your time you're so welcome thanks for having me on and thanks all the listeners for hanging out with us thank you so much for listening to lift yourself podcast if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe and if you would like to see more content from me follow me on instagram at underscore laura lifts underscore If you're feeling generous, give this podcast a review on the Apple Podcast app.
as it will help this podcast get in front of more people who need to hear this content. Thank you so much for listening. I am so, so grateful to have you with me and I'm really looking forward to speaking to you next time.